All right, what's going on, everybody? Fantasia BM here, and uh, this is the first official episode of the Fun of Halo podcast. Uh, going over some general introductions, uh, you know, with me and Nate here, uh, as well as going over some lore about Halo Combat Evolved, the first uh, episode, the first game in the franchise. A uh, whole lot to go over just over the first game again for the first franchise, the first game of the franchise. Uh, and also gonna just basically go over if we thought that, you know, 343 or Bungie thought that Halo would be what it is today when they released Halo Combat Evolved. But uh, without further ado, uh, I will throw it over to Nate and let him introduce himself a little bit and uh, tell him or tell you guys what he's all about. Uh, hey guys, uh, I'm Nate or for like social media things, uh, Bad Twin. Um, this might be different from if anyone knows me from other things, but I mostly did cars and stuff like that. But I'm deciding to branch out to do other things. And I'm very thankful for the opportunity that my friend Matt is giving me for this platform to talk about another passion of mine, which is Halo. Um, so hopefully we can have some good discussions and get everything kind of rolling and everything like that for the first episode, I guess. This is very new for me. I'm not used to being... Uh, talking about this type of stuff and like i said more of a car guy myself but if you do know who i am i will be adding more content like this or other things throughout the year so please stay tuned and if um just give us both like likes and check us up on social media but the main point of today is halo so let's uh let's get it started yeah, and again, uh, for those of you who possibly don't know me, um, I'm assuming most of you probably already know me, but uh, my name's Matt, or Fantasia BM. Uh, I have been a nerd pretty much all my life, and uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Fantasia BM started as a Funny Moments montage channel for me and my buddy Ben, aka the B and the M in the name of Fantasia BM. Um, <laughs> we actually kind of broke off from that mostly because he got busy with school and doing sports and stuff at the time uh i just said f basically screw sports fuck sports and uh went the full route of just gaming and uh started making youtube videos more so uh that's basically the general introduction to me and again both of us share a huge passion of halo and uh definitely check out the links in the bio of the of the streams i put uh basic information where you can find us on social medias and uh yeah let's uh get into the first topic so uh nate how did you first get into halo so i first got into halo when it first came out i think i was like five years old so very small most people can't remember that type of age but i remember like elementary school i had a buddy named joe and his dad had the original xbox and i remember going to his house and playing halo for like the very first time um Growing up, though, I never had an Xbox until the 360 came out with Halo 3, but we always played at our friend's house. But as soon as that Xbox 360 came out, we sold pretty much every game we had, like GameCube and everything like that. So me and my twin brother could have Halo 3, and that's what really got us started into it. But then we bought all the old games, Halo 1 and 2, and just played endless hours of every single game. And that's how I really got into Halo, and then I started looking into the lore and everything, and it's been a huge part of my life honestly since i was five just because i loved the game so much it just it stuck with me this entire time so yeah and again to like even further prove the point of how much this man has a passion for halo he has pals on his what is it your left or right forearm it's on my left forearm it's in the the halo font and me i have a twin brother 
our two best friends who are also twins um we all pretty much ran halo together and we met them around the same age we were five we played at their house too but that was kind of like the squad growing up so when we all became of age and everything we consider each other family and we all got a matching tattoo for pals and that was the original uh that was the original crew you know the gaming crew we just played split screen for hours so <laughs> i was so it, it much... meant a lot it meant a lot <laughs> yeah i have so much memories of just playing split screen on halo like just messing around on forge and stuff dude it's it's incredible but yeah. um i mean basically for me kind of the same story i mean i think the first console i ever had when i was a kid was an atari so uh, obviously that didn't have halo but um eventually i got an xbox the original xbox for christmas i was probably around maybe five or six as well uh and that was really what got me further into gaming i mean pitfall on the atari was huge for me i don't know why that game was just super addicting uh, it was like a platformer game made by activision where you jump over alligators and swing on vines and shit basically uh but that's not the whole topic we're talking about here so uh um basically after i got the xbox um i remember going to my buddy jed's house and at the time i didn't have any halo or any idea what it was but I went over to his house, and I think it was Halo 2. We were playing a little bit of Halo 2 on his Xbox, and we were just playing, like, uh, there was this old mode where you could just mess around and just basically slay out a bunch of grunts in Covenant. And, like, um, it was literally, like, a free-roam version, but you just slayed a bunch of Covenant. It wasn't the story or anything. Was, I don't even remember what the mode was called, but uh, do you do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, for which Halo was it? It might have been 2. I can't remember exactly, but I think it was two. Uh, I also I don't know. I mostly just played campaigns, um, and then I think it was Halo Reach. I think Reach came out with the firefight playlist that led you to really do that. But maybe that's what uh, it was. I can't remember ha really. But Halo Halo Two was hard for me though, just because like all I did was play the campaign over and over again. Um, I didn't really do anything else like when my friends played we just sat around for a weekend and played all the way through it to get into halo 3 like <laughs> people say it's the best halo and i i won't argue with them it's not my personal favorite of the halos it was to me a, a bridge halo because like i said i started really really playing halo on halo 3 so that one is my personal favorite oh yeah because same. it just it had the most memories um but yeah, that's that's kind of I, I understand where you came from, like yeah, playing yeah. a lot of Halo 2 and stuff. So, but yeah, I was but. playing a lot of Halo 2. And at the time, again, I didn't really know what Halo was, but I was playing with my buddy. And we again, we were just messing around on split screen, uh, just slaying a bunch of grunts and stuff. And I remember like getting a headshot on a grunt and it was like the little birthday woo, or whatever it is. Right. Birthday and party it, school. Yeah. And it just it just like roped me in. I don't know why it was so funny to me, but I just loved it. I mean, obviously, as a kid, it was funny as hell. Uh, but I remember getting roped into that. So I talked to my parents into letting me get like pretty much Halo Combat Evolved, uh, Halo 2 at the time, because that that was all that was out at the time. Uh, then I got into the Xbox 360 days, and again, I got three, Reach, uh, and then I believe after that, it would have been Xbox One days where we had the Master Chief Collection and Reach and five, and now I'm sitting on PC playing Infinite, which is pretty much where we're at today. But yeah, that's basically how I got into Halo was, again, just split screening with some buddies, 
found a passion for the game and just kind of followed through since then. Yeah. Can I make a little side note just real quick? Sure. So through the past few years with my social media for Bad Twin, people's always asked me why I went with Bad Twin. Um, in all honesty, it's because of Halo. When I first got the 360, my dad didn't want to make multiple Xbox Live accounts because you had to have multiple Live accounts and pay for a subscription when you had the 360. So I have a identical twin. And so when we made an account, we just called it Bad Twin. Uh, but ever since that, it was that name stuck with um, me a lot. So when I started making my own social media stuff, like I said, I mostly focused on cars before this. Um, that's where it came from. So Halo also influenced everything that I've done after of like going out into the world on my own type of thing. Halo has been a part of that. So that's actually fucking genius of your dad. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's like here. I don't want to pay for both of you, so you're gonna have one joint account and yep. <laughs> just call it bad food. That's fucking awesome. Just, just shared it and then the other one was a guest <laughs> at all times. There's no saving it. You just deal with it. So like <laughs> so did you guys always fight over who got the guest and who didn't? Um not really. Uh, me and my brother are like super close, and I don't know. Maybe I was just more of an asshole as a kid, so I always got like the first controller, and I always got the account, and he was always the guest. Um, but it it all worked out. You know, we all had fun, and that was that was the main thing. But in my younger years, I, I guess I was a little bit more uh, needy. I would say <laughs> about that type of thing, a little more particular. Like ah, I gotta be first player. Yeah, I, Still can't, hit I can't say I blame you. you. Know? Yeah. Like today, if I was going over to play some split screen, like if I was just going out drinking at my buddy's house and like they're like, you want to play some Halo or something? And I'd be like, all right. It's like shotgun nowadays. Like calling you shotgun yeah. for getting in the front seat. It's like I have to have player one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because in the, the old days with split screen, it would be like for two players, it'd be half and half. And then it would be like one big one and two little ones for three. Yeah. Um, and so it was me and my brother. And we always had like a friend over. So it was always three. I'm like, I'm not playing on that small screen. There's no way. It's either you sit way back on the couch and be comfortable or you sit like super close to the screen and trying to see what you're actually doing. <laughs> so it, Yes and no. I'll say I was very privileged as a child. Uh, at my old house, my my, we, my dad built a house when we were growing up. So our basement was kind of like a movie theater. Oh, we had a 10 had a foot projector. Screen, didn't you? <laughs> it was a 10 foot projector on HD. And um, so each person, when we had like four players, would have their own like TV they could look at. And we we're just all sitting on the couch. So it was it was a great time to be at my house and play the halo and you know we played a lot of griff ball and capture the flag and everyone had their own little like separate tv which was really cool so all I, my friends wanted to come to my house to play because yeah, you know we all I, got our TVs. <laughs> i can't say i blame them mostly because <laughs> i had like i was stuck with like first of all i had like a at the time of the original xbox i had like an uh like an old school box tv like people probably don't even know what mm. i'm talking about these days besides you and me probably and obviously yeah. some older people but um it was, it was literally just a giant box tv and then it like at the bottom it had like a little glass container where i had my like vhs tapes and all that stuff and games and stuff 
but like it wasn't even the biggest of screens and obviously the quality was terrible but like we it was just super small so yeah i got the every time i didn't get the first player i had to be like fucking face to face with my screen like i was like feeling the tv static on my face playing the game (laughs) (sighs) so yeah so that's that's where i think it all started for both of us we understand each other you know yeah um and i think honestly for anyone listening to this that that started out for you too like it might not have been as young or certain halo 3 or halo 2 or anything like that but like if you are listening to this and halo meant something to you you have those memories of playing with your friends in person on split screen and playing online and it those you can't ever get rid of and it doesn't even have to be halo you could do that stuff with cod and um, any game but halo halo was the main one for me and that's why i why i'm really passionate about this so yeah, it was basically 50 50 for me it was like it was halo and call of duty so halo was like my first split screen interaction so i mean that was a big deal for me and then call of duty was actually i think it was modern warfare the original modern warfare i mm. it was like my first game i got for the 360 and so it was the first game i played online too i like i got it for one of those christmases whenever that dropped Mm -hmm. uh and i was playing with my buddy ben again good friend of mine um but we were playing modern warfare and at the time again like i was super young so i was the kid that was super scared to like i still have like social anxiety but like it's a lot better now because like i've streamed and stuff and gotten kind of more used to social interactions especially with like a retail job in the past uh but at the time i was super young and had like a super high-pitched voice uh and it was just like i know if i talk like this is where i learned i can't talk in game because i i I said one word in game to my buddy ben and all the guys in the lobby were just fucking roasting me and that's when i learned the true power of old school xbox live chat yeah yeah and there's no remorse and i honestly not gonna lie i was that kid as soon as i got in like oh i'm not in the party they can hear me yeah mute that shit i am not talking exactly in the party i'm not doing it i only did it a few times and maybe it was like reach so i was thinking i was in high school and every time it is not a happy and civil conversation with the team it's just everyone yelling and roasting each other your mom exactly i'm done i don't do it i'm just playing with my friends or i'm playing quietly i'm not talking to anyone you're just trying to have fun (laughs) sir (laughs) dude like as much as i hated it back then i would give anything to go back to those days it's just it's like thinking back it's just the amount of no fucks given that there was back then right like so much has changed since then like there you can't say certain shit now and understandably but like back then it was just a whole different world and i i just thinking back at it i just love thinking about how it was man (laughs) yeah it was like i said there was no remorse i don't give a shit if you were 10 or 30 you're getting roasted and i just i'm out i'm out just fresh out the womb who put that bitch Mm -hmm. on the mic I get reported. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just get banned, and like I think like Microsoft and PlayStation actually like made it so if you get reported enough, you actually can't talk in game now or something. Oh, that's that's I, I have no idea. Like, like I said, it, yeah. now, I'm still the way of like I'm not doing open chat. Yeah. I'm just gonna play with my friends or in the quiet in the depths. So I don't touch it. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said that you know. 
as soon as my voice started to hit like a little bit deeper that I wasn't that guy. I had to experience what it <laughs> felt like at least once. Like, call me an asshole, call me what you will. But I had to experience that kind of power trip just once in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I understand. It's just like I said, um, I did it like once or twice. I still, I just don't touch it. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I still, I still get not so a fan. anxious yeah. as a grown ass adult. Like, oh man, I messed up that flag catch, and then yep. girls just start talking. Nope, mute. I'm out. <laughs> Even now to this day, like playing Halo with Chiefs, like uh, I've been playing a lot of ranked and like. I'm a diamond five, like I said. Now I was diamond six, but now back to diamond five, and like I'm just like so in the mode that I like say before I think, and mm -hmm. so like I'm just a stuttery mess, and I'm just like I'm just gonna shut up. Like I'm I'm just gonna play. <laughs> if you guys want my callouts, I'll just use this new fancy ping feature that Halo <laughs> Infinite added. <laughs> yeah, it does come in handy. <laughs> But anyways, uh, I don't know. I feel like we're on a on a good track. We're already like 16 minutes in, uh, yeah, pre-edited. So uh, let's move on to the next thing, which is uh, if we thought three fourth, or if we think that three four three or Bungie thought that Halo would be what it is today when they dropped Halo Combat Evolved. So honestly, I want to know your thoughts on it first, because I have my thoughts. You know, okay. uh, I am curious about what you think about it and see where that would be um where you thought they would be honestly at the time as a kid i honestly thought it was kind of going to be like a like a you know kind of like a trilogy saga kind of thing like it's such a common thing nowadays where like just one two and three and then they're like gone for good mm -hmm. uh that's kind of where i was when i was younger but now that i've i'm older and thinking about it i feel like it was such a like a revolutionary game like it was ahead of its time i mean like the graphics were pretty ahead of its time even though we're talking about combat evolved it was still ahead of its time because it was pretty mind-blowing at the time for what it was or what year it was when it released um and just thinking about it now i think that i would say about the same thing that i would think that it would be just a trilogy feature but i also could see again just because it's such a revolutionary and like game-changing idea of like your uh freaking roided out freaking soldier basically um basically a mutant soldier that just destroys everything and like that's kind of like just a it's like a first of its kind i mean there was like quake and like doom and stuff like that before halo i'm pretty sure but uh, i mean yep. halo was the first to do it in the way that they did i feel like um, like that first person shooter where you can actually like kind of look around more open world. Um, that was, I think that was Halo because Doom yeah. was more, I think, like a singular Just, yeah. point on the screen and you can kind of look around left and right, but not a whole lot of depth besides that. Um, so they were definitely breaking ground with Halo when that, when that dropped. So, right. cause it's like now that we have infinite, it's like a whole new version of the open world that Halo could have ever went with but like halo combat evolved you still had like open fields you could run around in and you you were occasionally in buildings and stuff but like doom like you said it was like you were stuck in uh like a, a, a building the whole entire game and just like it was such a claustrophobic game i don't know what it was but it was mm -hmm. just so claustrophobic but yeah i definitely agree with like the open world sense of like it was ahead of its time in that way as well yeah <clears throat> 
So you, so mostly like just to kind of recap, you thought it'd be more like just a, a trilogy type of a uh, feel, right? Yeah. One, two, and three. Yeah. Um. So like, when I think they really, when they launched Halo for the first time, I don't think they had any idea of how big it would be, and like, how could anyone know what it would yeah, be in twenty years? But I when I, when the first one dropped, I think it was more maybe just a test not even planning on a two or a three um you know like any creator will hope for something better you know hopefully they like it and i hopefully i can make more of it if i really feel passionate about this project but uh, i think when it first dropped since it was so new and so different i bet they were just hanging on for dear life of like please someone like this game someone please play this game um and i think with the storyline of halo one of how it all kind of wrapped itself up, right? And then you're uh, flying away. It's not a—I don't think it's, it's not a pelican. Maybe it's a longsword at the end. Um, but he's flying away in that, and he takes off the helmet, right? You don't get to yeah. see that part. Yeah, yeah. I, I think at that point they kind of wrapped it up. So like, if it was one and done, we didn't have any more questions, you know? Yeah. We played through the game. You landed on this alien. Um, it's hard not to say halo because that's what it is <laughs> uh but it's different like it's not a planet but a, this alien a, a landscape yeah. yeah um but you land on that and then you find other creatures that other than the normal covenant or the other aliens that you fought before um you find these other creatures and you carry on and turns out those are actually the big bad not the ones you fought at the beginning and when it ended you felt completed you felt right. finished but what I think when it was taken up so well and people enjoyed it so much when they started making Halo 2, they were planning on Halo 3 because at the end of that one, it led right into Halo 3. So after one, that's when I think they would figure out that we're going to make the trilogy. That's the plan. And then it would just carry on with that. Yeah, but it being 20 plus years now, it's... There's no way they had any idea it was going to be this big and oh, affect yeah. this many yeah. people. Yeah, there's. But I'm so happy they did it. Like it changed my life completely. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's a, that's a super good point because now that I'm thinking back at it, it's like, yeah, like it, the ending that Halo Combat Evolved had. It's like it could either end or it's open to continue. Mm -hmm. And it's like I didn't even think about that, but yeah, it's just. Because at the time, again, I started playing Halo 2 and then I went back to Halo Combat Evolved. So I didn't even have to think about that. But yeah, it's just like it's an open ended like, hey, this could be it. Or if things work out and, you know, people enjoy it, the, it's an open story after this. Yeah. Yeah. It, and trust me, when that game was done, after playing it for the first time, you play all the way through and it was done. You felt like thank god it's done right? <laughs> i thought i was like the only one i was like holy shit now playing through the pillar of autumn like don't get me wrong it's one of the best levels of like for like games um that i like honestly i enjoy that level so much uh driving the warthog that was always oh, yes. my job um but like playing that level and just being done the amount of adrenaline in your heart pumping and like god that was that was intense but you were happy it was done <laughs> until it wore off and like damn it damn let's it. play it again <laughs> run it back <laughs> run it back uh but yeah that was that's a, that's that's my main thing is like the 20 years there's no way they knew that but yeah the first time they dropped it 
they I think they were ready for it to, you know, I wouldn't say flop because, you know, they had a full Microsoft team backing them. But at the same time, who knew they were actually going to two, three and then carry on from that, you know, like exactly. they were a brand new company They I think they were just maybe 10 guys, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Not a lot of people running into that studio. It was I've seen like interviews and it was like long, long nights. I know every game takes yeah. long nights, but like it was a small team just trying to get <laughs> this knocked out and they, they knocked it out of the park and it, it affected millions of people. So, yeah, it, it makes me think of like your point saying like, yeah, they had Microsoft back in them, but they truly never know because like, you know, you think back to all the games that are announced over the course of our lives and like no man's sky had the backing of so many platforms and so many studios. And then like, it just flopped. And everybody was hating on it. And it, again, mm -hmm. it was like a small ass studio. I think like maybe again, like 10 or less people working in the studio, making no man's Sky. I mean, granted they kind of redeem themselves nowadays and people are actually really starting to like no man's Sky. But yeah, again, mm -hmm. it's just like, nobody knows, like we get a trailer and we like portray it or we see it how we think it's going to be. And then we get the actual game and it's could be something completely different and broken promises everywhere. But Halo, thank God they kept to their word, and uh, still going strong today. So yeah, that's a that's a good thing at least. Yeah, yeah. It it was just definitely back then. Like I said, I was like five when it dropped, and I still kind of remember it. Um, but then when Halo Two dropped, I remember that one a lot more. And then Halo Three just that was a game changer for me. So. All right. Well, uh, I suppose uh, this is pretty much going to be reliant on you because you're the lore daddy of this series. Uh, uh -oh. So, I mean, going into Halo Combat Evolved uh, lore, I mean, if, if there's stuff to add before the game even starts, I mean, obviously there's Cortana. I don't even think we knew about Cortana before the game actually started. We just so... knew we were retrieving a weapon of some sort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed to get a weapon. Wait, did we get, I think Cortana, we met Cortana on the bridge, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, it's been a while since I've played Combat Evolved. Um, but the pretty much when Combat Evolved first opened, the Pillar of Autumn is the ship that is shown, right? Yep. And it's saying, uh, did we lose them? Uh, Commander Keys saying, did we lose them? And she was like, yes. And then some other dialogue was happening. But that was pretty much happening right after fall of reach so like if anyone knows what reach is it's a planet in the halo universe that was a more of a military base planet and this is the big be beginning ish to the um human covenant war and with kind of spoilers for later episodes talking about reach but you kind of need to have an idea they pretty much attacked reach i'm gonna leave it at that humans escaped and they were on the pillar bottom that's where chief was and then when they did slip space, flip space, there we go. They went into, because uh, they were just running, they just started jumping. But that's how they found Halo. Um, and that was the big reveal. So when you jump into the game for the first time, and they start saying, oh, where are we? What is that construct? You learn about it when they do. But like the war has been happening. We got thrown into the middle of the war out of nowhere. And that's, that's how that all started. Um, but then carrying on through the game, uh, I think it's, they start stating how it's a smaller fleet than usual, right? 
Yeah, if I remember right, they, they said yeah. something about smaller fleet or something. Yeah, because it's one of the prophets. Um, I don't think it was truth. There's there's three prophets of they kind of run the covenant. There's I can't remember all the names. There's truth and there's two others, but one of the prophets told another fleet to follow the pillar of autumn, but he wasn't supposed to. He was supposed to stay at reach and let that entire um, attack finish before pursuing, but he didn't. He wanted to finish the humans off like now. So he went and followed the pillar, and that's how we start the contact when they start attacking the Pillar of Autumn, and that's when you become Master Chief, and you get the pistol from Keys, you get Cortana, and you run through the first mission of Halo. Side note, <clears throat> the Prophets, I'm pretty sure, were Prophets of Regret, Mercy, and Truth, I think. That is right. That is right. I don't know which one followed the Pillar, but I know he wasn't supposed to. <clears throat> Um, but then it goes, then you kind of land on Halo. Um, do you have any questions about lore or anything like that? Because that's, that's the main thing about Halo that people are always confused about. is like, why are we jumping in the middle of a war? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you know, right. and that's, that's why I'm trying to answer that kind of question first. So um, basically, the little bit that I know, I can throw this out here. Uh, for those of you who really have no idea what Halo is or what the whole story or franchise is about, at least with Master Chief's story or even the whole story of Cortana or anything like that, uh, Cortana is basically a programmed AI that has top secret uh, military uh, details that would be very detrimental to uh, the UNSC if the Covenant were to get their hands on it, and it would mean probably the end of the human race is basically the whole reason why uh, Cortana is super important to Chief and why Chief is, like, Chief's obviously the big bad badass of the uh, the whole series, right? But uh, that is why he is in charge of protecting Cortana because, again, it's very detrimental that they do not lose Cortana to the Covenant or any of the enemy forces. Yeah, um, she pretty much has all the codes to everything, including the location of Earth. Yep. So if the Covenant did get Cortana, they would have a straight shot to Earth and can wipe us all out. Because at this time, at, when Comet Evolve is starting, humans are losing. Like, not even a little bit of a win here and there. We are losing <laughs> like every bad. time. Yeah, <laughs> we, it's looking very grim. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um but that's that is yeah you're right is why chief has to protect cortana and that's why cortana su is such a main focus on the games not only as like a guide or like telling us what to do or like opening doors here and there it's it is your job completely to protect cortana um um and then through like i don't know it's hard actually without... if you want to if you actually want to like back up and actually talk about the difference between like chief and all the other spartans because i know chief is a spartan two spartan two spartan yeah. two yeah so if you want to kind of back up to that um spartan ones is consisting of just normal marines that were like very good at their job so they were um given like steroids they're called augmentations very minimal very um uh, I would say, what's it called? Like a prototype. Yeah. They were just kind of testing it out. And our favorite Marine is one of the Spartan ones, Sergeant Johnson. Um, 
So like when he goes in and you think, oh, that dude's a badass and like he can just do whatever he wants to do, it's because he's a Spartan technically. Spartan one. Spartan twos um is that's what Chief is. Uh I think they were kidnapped at the age of six. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. I think yeah. it's six. Um Dr. Halsey, she is one of the leaders of like the science division in the UNSC. Um and she pretty much ran the entire program. It was her idea. It was her brainchild, and she ran the entire thing. She kidnapped, I think, over about 300, yeah, because for the Spartan program, it was 300 kids that showed um, a higher intellect than the average child, ones that were stronger and faster than the average child, and um, ones that, through this investigation, showed potential to be just better human specimens than the average child. So when they kidnapped 300 of them, they cloned them and gave the parents clones. Parents have no idea about it. They just gave parents clones, and the clones died from natural causes, from like certain diseases and um, organ failure and different stuff like that. So they never really got to live a life. So not only did they steal children, they ruined parents' lives by letting them see their child, put quotes around their child, die. <laughs> I actually did not know that. Like, I knew that they took the children and like trained them at a young age, but I didn't know they sent clones in their place. <laughs> Holy shit. Effective clones. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, because, well, just think about it. If 300 kids went, well, oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's a, it's that's through the entire human colonization era, so there's tons of planets. But like 300 kids just randomly disappeared over a amount of months. Hey, where the and fuck did they go? <laughs> exactly. The people start asking questions. But if they were just gone one night and the parents wake up and the kids are still there, but now they're super sick and they're going to die in a year, they don't ask a lot of questions other than why did that have to be my kid? Well, Halsey chose it. Uh, Thanks, Halsey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so when they got that... Then they started training the kids on like military um, techniques and like having them train in combat at the age of like six. So they learned about like Sparta and military um, ideals and different ways of um, strategy to deal with um, battles. And I think at the age of, I think that was actually the training camp is when they told the six year olds to if you're the last team to make it to the f like it's a, like a it's an obstacle course and the last one to ring the bell i think it was a bell but you hit ring the bell the last team to ring the bell doesn't get to eat that night right Holy and this is this is all in um the fall of reach book i did read that one and i would say anyone listening if you just want to kind of learn about halo a little bit and have a good read. The book is amazing. It's one of my favorite books of all time. And I'm not much of a reader, but I read every single page of that. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> um, but to kind of a, just to summarize it, uh, it was an obstacle course and John, Sam, and Kelly. I think those are the three that started. That's uh, like blue team yep. in the original. Um, well, when they started it, John was the best one, hands down. He ran through the entire obstacle course. He made it, no sweat, rang the bell, right? 
So he thinks he gets to eat. Well, Kelly and Sam are not the greatest Spartans in the world. Definitely at six. They didn't have no training. They didn't know what was going on. And they came in last. Oof. And John was very upset because it's not about you as a single person. It's about not your team, team ringing the Yeah, it's your, the team has to ring the bell. So the next night, it was the same thing. First one, first team. No, sorry. Last team to ring the bell will not get to eat. So this time they made a plan on how they're going to work as a team to deal with it. Right. So like since John was the fastest, he would run up and like hold down the four and not let the other kids climb. Because with this obstacle course, all the kids go at the same time and there are no rules. But he was straight up like pushing kids off the obstacle course so they have to restart and shit you fucked um, nerd <laughs> exactly waiting for his team to get there sam was a bigger kid so he would lift kelly over the wall kelly was also very fast so she would sometimes pass john to like hold down different stuff so they use a very like team effort and they were the first ones to do it they gotta eat yada 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 that's how they really became a team starting out. And that's how the military created these certain teams is these kids were paired together and you made them work together. And that's where it created that bond. And those teams that were set up in the beginning are the same teams they lived with um, their entire lives until like the real augmentations and stuff like that. Um, Cause then it would just carry on. I think it was about 16 is when they started the augmentations on the kids. And when I say augmentations, they're like super scientific enhanced steroids. Like it made the kids stronger, taller, faster. Like their muscle fibers just got crazy explosive. So they were just super strong. So strong that Chief at the age of 16, after his augmentations, uh, were able to defeat three ODSTs in like a boxing room in the gym. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. He, he wrecked their shit. It's <laughs> um, so honestly, like I said, read the book. Really, really good. It's the entire scene in that point. Just he just massacres them. <laughs> think, I think he killed one of them. Oh, took the other two to the hospital. Oh um, yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like he did that type of stuff. But I think that's when the augmentations happened. Uh, sorry, I'm just kind of. Reviewing all of it. There is one more thing about like the team aspect. I think they were like 10. Sorry for backtracking. But when they were 10, um, they were flown up into the mountains during like a snowstorm. And they were told last one to the helo or like the drop site to get picked up um, gets left behind. Yikes. Right? So like, they'll leave the kid there. He's like 10. So they got dropped off in their teams. And pretty much John took the lead. He wasn't the leader at this point in time. They're all just kids. Um, but he took the lead. It was like, hey, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And on the way to the mountain, they found rebels, right? Because also during Halo, before the Covenant War, the Spartans were created and started to fight rebel enforcers people who didn't think they should follow like Earth's rules because they weren't on Earth anymore. So the UNSC adopted the Spartan program to take out the rebels, but Covenant War happened instead, so they were used for that different reason. But, sorry for the little side note. <laughs> Found some rebels around like 10, maybe 12 years old, but pretty much wrecked their shit. 
right? They took them all out because they thought it was part of the training exercise, and it wasn't. But by the end of the day, they got, they were able to get to the helo, and John pretty much stood one foot on the pelican and one foot off the pelican and made sure every single kid got on that pelican. And that's where you kind of got the mentality of no one gets left behind. A true fucking legend, that man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, when you play the games and everything, and you have, like, the Spartan, not the Spartans, but the Marines and everything, and how he interacts with them, how he doesn't want them to get hurt, and doesn't want no one gets left behind, that was who John was. And that's, he's been that way the entire time. Um, so that was, I don't know, pretty cool to read. And like I said, at 16, he wrecked some uh, ODSTs. Uh, I think it was around 18 or 20 is when they actually got the Molnir armor. And that's the Master Chief armor that everyone sees. It enhanced uh, strength and speed and everything. And it was so, I would say, uh, what's a good word for it? Um, I don't know. I don't want to say like primitive. It's not primitive. It's just very, it's not clunky, but it, a normal Marine, normal human could be able to it. handle the pressure of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's a, a story definitely in, like, like in the book, uh, Marine tried to use it and it pretty much like made a 180, broke his spine in half because the machine just wouldn't stop. Yeah, it'd just... be fucking intense, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he tried to like—I think he tried to do like a kick or something and broke his knee. I don't know. It, it's Homie. it's that type of stuff. <laughs> Homie was trying to be the new Master Chief and instead got folded yeah. like an omelet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but the the kids at this time were able to handle that type of like armor, and I think this is after the second dose of augmentations, and every augmentation dosing, kids died. <laughs> they didn't not everyone made it um so they always lost numbers each time right um so like carrying on to do that uh they got the armor then the main thing that came out after that before the really the fall of reach is there was a covenant ship that blue team it was chief kelly sam i think those are the main three there might have been another one um, if anyone listening knows what I'm talking about, please like leave in the comments or something of the stuff I'm missing. But I know it was those three on the... They went to a Covenant ship to take it out. And when they were ready to detonate the ship, um, the plasma rifle hit Sam's um, armor, side of his armor, and left an open wound, right? But it's carterized because it's plasma. So he was still able to fight but he can't go out to space because it would kill him he doesn't have a seal yeah. suit so sam is my favorite spartan like everyone loves chief i get it i love chief Obviously, but sam yeah. is my favorite spartan um if you really go into like lore and stuff because he was the biggest one like george was a big spartan too from reach but sam was bigger um and the way he went out, because he knew he couldn't go out in space, so pretty much he took Chief's gun and was like, you guys go, I got this, and started taking out the Covenant and blew up the ship on his own and let his teammates get away. Best way to go, okay? Sam is the MVP. He allowed Chief and Kelly to get off the ship and survive to keep fighting another day. Uh, and that's why Sam's my favorite, because like I said, he was the biggest one, and he went out like a G. 
<laughs> that is a big boy. I just pulled up an image, and that is a, in fact, a big boy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Is his uh his tags thirty two, thirty four, thirty four. Yeah, yeah. Was, he was my favorite. Um, but just because I read the book, like I said, is the main thing. And there's a lot of stuff in that book. Um, that. I might have like I'm not saying tweaked, but maybe skimmed over. Um, so if anyone does have time on their hands and wants a good read, read Fall of Reach. Uh, it's a I loved it, and it does lead right into the Halo games. Um, and then the book, The Flood, is the book for Halo Combat Evolved. Um, and those two link right up together. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the main lures for like the at least the Spartan twos um spartan threes don't really come out and maybe spartan threes were around because they were on reach yeah um but then spartan fours i think came out on halo four and spartan fives are i think that's halo five there's spartan fives right yeah there's spartan fives pretty sure when you start getting into all the different games and like the time frames for that, I will say it gets very, very confusing <laughs> to keep track of the, the armor sets of all that. Um, but like the main thing is like Spartan threes are adults that got augmented and given decent armor. Um, Spartan fours are adults, but given less armor. I think Locke is a Spartan 4. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so is a Buck from the game ODST. Then he was in Halo 4. He's a Spartan 4 because he just got the augment and then kept his ODST armor. Um, and then Spartan 5s are less augmented Marines, but better armor. Yeah. Pretty sure yeah, that's a, the, the way yeah, it goes. It's a, it's a lot, that's for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, it's hard to keep track of all of it going in order. Um, but yeah, I think that's how it all goes. Um, so pretty much after Spartan 2s and the, and the war was pretty much over, they arrested Halsey and was like, you committed war crimes because you kidnapped children and made them soldiers. Her argument was, well, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> like, Halsley is not a good person, but she did. Because she did well, what she felt was right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She did what she did, and she's not going to say sorry for it because she's right. It worked. Yeah. Chief, Spartan 2, that was a kid soldier, brought all the way up, did save pretty much humanity entirely. If she didn't do those things, the Covenant would have wiped out the human race without any effort because we were greatly outmatched in that war. The, the changing of the tides was pretty much the beginning of Halo. So Halo Combat Evolved, if I'm remembering right, takes place on Installation 4, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, pretty sure. So, Installation 4. How many installations are there total? I can't even remember. Pretty sure 13. 13? I think it's 13. Yep. 90% sure it's 13. I gotta look it up now to be sure. How many rings, or how many installations? 
are in Halo. Uh, There's two arcs. Seven. Seven. Yep, seven. Yep. But I know there's two arcs. There's the main arc, and then there's the secondary arc. Separated by thousands of light years, the seven installations are networked together and capable of remote activation of install installation zero. An installation outside the galaxy, each halo installation has a maximum effective range of 25,000 light years. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, I didn't mean to get you off on the fucking whole ramble about fucking all this Spartan shit. But uh, anyways, uh, where were we on Halo Combat Evolved story? <laughs> We um, talked about him getting the weapon, finding Cortana on the bridge or whatever he found yeah. there. Um, and then we pretty much go through the Pillar of Autumn. Yep. And we get into a um, escape pod and land on Halo. Right? Yeah. Yes. And I will say that scene when walking off the escape pod and seeing Halo for the first time oh, is amazing. So <laughs> like it, it that changed gaming in my opinion for like ever because he walked in it's a whole new world disney reference but um it was it, it honestly it was it was amazing to see Shining, and at that moment in time, I, <laughs> thank you for understanding uh <laughs> but when you like when you see it it was it's crazy and like you think this at least me as a kid, definitely that young, it, it was like mind blowing. Right, I thought it, it was like we talked about it earlier. It's just back then it was just so ahead of its time. And, you, and we're just like, now we have what we have now. But at the time it was just like, there's no way it gets better than this, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were so wrong. But at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think it, you carry on through walking through Halo, finding the Marines. Um, and then you go to what happens after the Marines? Um, oh goddamn! Uh, isn't that where you meet Arbiter? No, no, Arbiter's. Oh, in that in Halo two? two? Yeah, that was yeah. in two. Yeah. A bad spoiler uh, warning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think when we find all the Marines, then you go to. I just remember driving around Halo a lot, <laughs> getting sent different places uh, to find. I think we just. Gonna dang it! This is gonna annoy me now. I think I, I, I'm trying to think of it now, but um, shit. Uh, I think where we had to get comms back up. Or yeah, something like that. I, I feel like that's something. I'm not right going to lie, guys. Honestly, Halo 1 in that beginning few levels, besides seeing Halo for the first time, gets kind of blurry until you <laughs> kind of get to um, the Guilty Spark, which Guilty which Spark opens flood, up right? to the. Yeah, that opens up the flood. And that's to me is when Halo really starts. Everything else is kind of an intro. You fight the Covenant, you see all these different places in Halo. Um, but nothing like story driven really happens until the flood. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I definitely agree a hundred percent. Um, I'm just trying to find, um, what the whole plan was after that. Um, 
but yeah it's basically just i think after you find the main group of marines you like get sent to like a smaller tower and shit to like rescue yeah. other smaller groups that got left behind and like have taken hostage by a covenant or something if i'm remembering yeah. correctly it's, it's something like that like i said it gets kind of yeah. blurry because yeah. it's not <laughs> very story part, driven yeah um but then you go to the, like the three for three guilty spark which is you meet this like a it's an oracle is what it's called but it's a floating eyeball that's metal pretty much um and he kind of he's kind of like a cortana as in he kind of tells you what to do to carry on the story and everything like that um but he kind of tells you what the flood is it's kind of like a parasitic zombie alien it takes organic material keeps adding to itself um to make itself stronger and multiplies that way and the more biomass is what they call it for the organic material um they collect it as well and they create a grave mind which is kind of like the main mind that controls all the little ones um but you get more into that in halo 2 so i will stop with those spoilers <laughs> um but so once you go through like the the flood levels you go through the library guy get the the key Dude, um fucking like a quick pause i don't want to keep interrupting but goddamn, the library was so such a nightmare when i was a kid <laughs> oh yeah it's nightmare for, you for sure <laughs> i was i honestly i played it about a year ago or two years ago and i pretty much played the entire game on a heroic you know we played on legendary me and my friend quinn were playing on legendary and we got to the library and we we're like no nah <laughs> we we might have spent three or four hours just trying to get through the library and we're like you know what i get other gamers can do it i'm not that like in it to I'm play not it like that, that guy pal yeah so we just we, we dropped that thing down to like heroic um just to beat it and then we bumped it back up to legendary and we beat it but oh man the library is just awful <laughs> Yeah, and I don't mean it in a bad way. Like it's a good level. It's yeah. very fun, and like you get into it. But God, it is stressful. Yeah, uh, it is. Definitely when the floods jump around on walls and <laughs> freaking rocket launchers and shotguns. Oh, I get pissed. <laughs> it fucking, uh, started my trauma at a young age. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hearing like seeing the little spores and everything for oh, the first yeah. time, and you see like the dust and shit. Oh man, no. <laughs> I. I Definitely started uh, at a young age, made it <laughs> scary. Um, but uh, keep going into the actual storyline of it all, Halo. Once you go through the library, you grab the key. Uh, then you go up to pretty much like the launch point for Halo. And that's when Cortana jumps in and is like, yo, 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 yo. Do not launch Halo. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, will be your biggest mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna kill everyone. Let's not do that. <laughs> and that's when the Oracle gets pissed because technically the Oracle was created by the Forerunners. Um, those are the aliens that created Halo, but it was created by the Forerunners to make sure if there's a flood outbreak, which there is because of the humans, um, to make sure there is no biomass left to. Uh, consume for the flood and that's the only way to kill the flood is to take out its food source because if it has nothing to eat it can't survive that was the thought at least um 
because they killing it it's nearly impossible like you, right. they just keep coming back so when you when cortana says yeah you don't want to do that chief was like wait a second this dude has been helping me for the past like three levels uh <laughs> you telling me that we're not supposed to do this and then the oracle was like no we're supposed to do this it's the right way to do it like, is it gonna kill all my friends he's like yeah that's the whole point and he's like yeah i'm not doing that and then that's when he gets pissed and that's when he sends uh his sentinels which are like just major robots that protect the ring against the humans as well because we're not following um Protocol. the procedure yeah, we're not following the rules of the Halo ring when there's a flood outbreak. So he saw us as a problem and an issue because he knows we're the ones that started it. Um, and so they started trying to kill us. And then we go to, after that, I think it starts going to more of like the random spots of to like do certain tasks to push the story along. The main thing is you get to like the pillar of autumn because we're going to destroy the ring. Right. Um, and then that level is also just amazing. But so by the end, it was chef's kiss. It, yeah. It's, it's just rough. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts inside. Um, but that, that level just pretty much carries on through um, to pretty much. It's like the first level that you go through is the ship and then the last level is the ship and you kind of you see the same corridors and different stuff like that um but you're pretty much overheating the engines to blow up the pillar of autumn and that in itself will destroy halo because we didn't know there was multiple we just thought there was one at this point in time um but the last level when you get in the warhog and you start driving away um that is one of my favorite things to do, actually. That one in Halo <laughs> 3, when you do the, like, the same thing, I'll play that shit for hours. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much like the, the main things of Halo, the main like the gist of Halo 1. Um, and also, it, rest in peace, Keys. Yeah, th that, that <laughs> did happen, too. Um, he got, he got he, got by the flood. Yeah, yeah. He, he, so, you might not know this, but so you know when he's like that big blob, right? Yeah, yeah. And you see his face. He is the start, the beginning of a grave mind. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I did not know so, that. So yeah, so with us killing it or like killing keys, um, it didn't stop it, but it did slow it down because they were using him as a grave mind. And Basically, when like the flood hub. take yeah, and when the flood take over, they kind of take over your neurosystem, right? That's how they can right. kind of control it, and they start taking over. Well, I'm pretty sure they get, like, your memories and shit, so they can start figuring out where different things are and tactics and different shit like that. And that's why they're so strong is because they can learn on their own. And the grave minds learn, and they keep growing and growing and growing and learning, and that's how they spread so fast is because they know how you're going to react to different things um so yeah the f the floods are just a different type of creature <laughs> they're just built different <laughs> yeah yeah honestly one of the best enemies 
to me in gaming once again i'm biased towards halo <laughs> but like playing other games like enemies are fun but like the flood are iconic Facts. if anyone heard of any little thing about halo you know what elites are you know what the flood is that's it yep. <laughs> and it just it changed the game um so yeah rip keys that did happen uh i i know i skimmed over that part uh but then yeah pillar of water ex- exploded and you got off like i said in that long sword takes off his helmet and that's pretty the end that's the end of halo one um but there's i know i'm just skimming over a lot of it it's been a while since i've played it but if right. you if anyone is interested replay halo one read the book fall of reach to kind of lead you into the book the flood um the flood is all about the game actually it's kind of a it's not a manual, but it takes inspiration from the game, and it's Master Chief doing it. Um, so it's more of a in canon what actually happened, other than you know us playing the games and canon like, oh look, there's a grunt, let's throw a grenade at it, you know? <laughs> right. That's not canon. The book is canon, <laughs> but the game itself storyline is canon. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the main gist of Halo One. And I think why it was kind of more basic is because they were limited at the time for what they had. Um, Bungie honestly did a great job, and they I know uh, they wanted it to be bigger than what it was. Right. Their first like renditions of Halo, what they wanted it to be. Think of like Destiny, because Bungie made Halo. Bungie also made Destiny. Yep. Um, but. Bungie wanted Halo to be kind of the first Destiny, huge open world and do these different things, um, different missions and stuff like that. But with the technology they had, they couldn't. So they just made huge maps and made it more story driven because that's what they could do. And uh, honestly, I loved it. I loved how they kept it for Halo 1, Halo 2 and pretty much everything until Infinite. Um, so guys, by the end of this entire series, we will get to Halo Infinite. I personally have not beat it yet because I keep getting distracted so with all the random, the random shit. Okay. <laughs> I, I keep going and then they're like, boop, boop, something's there. I'm like, oh, I gotta go find out what that is. So I will finish it by the end of this and we have ways to discuss it and I'm going to learn about it and try to look up lore. Um, but just know at this moment in time, I don't know the ending of halo infinite just know it's so, fucking so phenomenal if you ask questions i'm i'm begging you to leave that part out <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, um, i think we uh like start winding it down with the final dialogue because it kind of wraps back to the first conversation we had well second conversation we had where chief was like did anyone else make it and cortana replies just dust and echoes were all that's left we did what we had to do for Earth, an entire covenant, covenant armada obliterated, and the flood. We had no choice. Halo, it's finished. And Chief just says, no, I think we're just getting started. Oh, yep. so good. It's so good. <laughs> so good. And like, at five, you know, you don't really understand all that, what's going on. Right. So when the 360 came out, I started playing Halo 3. Um... Me and my brother went to the store with my uncle, and we got Halo 1 and Halo 2, and we replayed it, and that's when we kind of really, like, we've played them before, we loved them, we grew up on it, but we didn't really uh, comprehend that <laughs> right. in-depth 
of how much it was. Um, it's deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when we played Halo 1, we really focused on it. We played Halo 2, and we really focused on it. And it just... Yeah, they, it le- they left it open-ended. And, you know, at that moment in time, like I said, we didn't know what that meant. We just, oh, there'll be a second one. But to them, they never thought, really, about yeah, a second really one knew. until they came out. Yeah. Because, yeah, if it flopped, what do they do? Nothing. It's just an ending dialogue. But since it wasn't, they've created this whole world that changed gaming entirely. And oh, people yeah. can say what they want about Halo. It's not the best game ever. I'm not going to argue with them on that. I bet there's other games out there that have better graphics, better gameplay, everything like that. <laughs> but, like, no one can deny the fact that when Halo came out, it changed it gaming paved the entirely. Way. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my friends uh, tonight before getting on this uh, podcast, and he was saying how he doesn't like Halo. It hurts me inside, right? <laughs> but everyone's allowed their opinion. It's just, to me, like you don't have to like Halo. You don't have to like the storyline. Right. You don't have to like the gameplay. You don't have to like it. But any game you play, if it's a shooter, it's taking the roots back to Halo. You got to respect it. You got to look at it. Like, don't be wrong. You got to take their roots back to Doom as well and all those other games that came before. But Halo opened it. True. It changed the entire game because then we got Call of Duty. And my Call of Duty was Modern Warfare 2. I repped it. I'm just going to say Intervention Sniper with a thermal scope. Call me a noob. I don't care. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. Um, But then, yeah, that that all just kind of formed together. And then I remember the the Call of Duty Wars against Halo Wars. You know, there's kids that liked either one. You always argued at school for it. I was that Halo boy all the way. All the way. Uh, So when people said COD's better, I would just stop playing COD for a couple days. Why? I got to prove a point. (laughs) Halo's better. I'll play Halo again. (laughs) But, yeah, it's just, it changed everything. It was a... it means a lot to me personally. And like I said, yep. I do appreciate you, Matt, for having me on here and talk about Halo. Um, and it was, a, it was a great experience for this. I'm excited to do all the other episodes and really get more in depth on it. Like I said, I got to finish Infinite. So, guys, please be nice to me <laughs> online. But, yeah, it's honestly, this is this has been great. But again, at the end of at the end of this, we'll just uh, do a quick little uh, recap recap before this even started. Um, first things first, this is completely new to me, completely new to Nate. It took us like ten minutes after just getting on the call to stop laughing and being nervous yeah. to start doing this. Actually, <laughs> so I mean, it, there's gonna be some weird stutters. I'm probably not gonna edit this too much because I mean, it, for the most part, it was pretty smooth, straightforward. Uh, and I just kind of want to keep it raw because, you know, that's kind of what podcasts are is it's just keeping it raw and, you know, stutters are stutters and random tangents are random tangents. So bear with that. Uh, I know we went on completely random tangents at some point, but that's just kind of how we express our story. And again, we might have not hit every single speck of dust in the Halo Combat Evolved story, but we got the basic gist of what was going on. We got into how master chief became who he is what he is uh came went over the flood all that stuff uh the very basics that you need to understand and again uh i know there's been plenty of youtube people or just people online that have recapped 
every piece of Halo lore that you could ever imagine. But uh, for anybody that did stick through this whole uh, hour or so of talking about Halo and just how we got into Halo and what it means to us, uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, it means the world to both of us. And uh, again, for those of you who don't know, uh, feel free to follow me on my socials at FantageRBM on pretty much everything, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, wherever you can find me, uh, as well as Nate, uh, go ahead and plug yourself where they can find you in case they want to follow you. Uh, I'm on YouTube, uh, Instagram and Facebook, and that would be with just bad twin, uh, B A D T W I N N should be able to find pretty much on there. Uh, like I said, fair warning, most of my content was car stuff, but I'm hoping to add different things throughout the year, adding this and, uh, I have other things in the works. So just stay tuned and hopefully, um, I see you guys there. And, uh, you know, speaking of other things, you know, maybe just throw in some army of two in there real quick. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but either way, uh, again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, it's been an absolute honor to have Nate with me. And again, uh, at the beginning of this, he thought he was just coming on for one episode. But again, he's the lore daddy, so I need to have him on board for the whole thing. Uh, so again, Nate, thank you for joining. Thank you for uh, coming to sit down and talk with me about Halo and uh, educating not only me, but uh, refreshing your memory and some people that might not have a single idea what the fuck a Halo is. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate being on. I appreciate everyone that will be listening to this. Um, I thank you for the opportunity. Um, very different for me doing this. Never done it before. So it's been a very, very exciting and nerve-wracking experience but oh, yeah. i do enjoy it and i'm happy to be happy to be on all the other episodes and to discuss halo so and adding on to that again going into the next episode or any future episodes uh coming up if you guys have any questions whatsoever if you saw something online about halo combat evolved that we might have missed or you just didn't understand what we meant by what we were saying feel free to hit me up or hit nate up on uh, any of our socials once again and ask a, ask a question uh, if you have a question we'll start next episode by recapping any questions that we can possibly answer and also uh, again just kind of re, re basically re go over anything that might have anybody confused if we can possibly answer it so uh, we want to make it as engaging as possible for you guys. We know podcasts are kind of like a one-way street where, you know, most times people just sit there and talk about what the fuck they want to talk about, which granted, that's what we're doing. But we want to get you guys involved and actually make you guys part of the podcast in a way. So if you guys have, again, any questions, feel free to send either of us a message on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can find us, and uh, we'll get it answered. So uh, I think that will do it for now. So again... Nate, thanks for joining, and uh, until next time, everybody, uh, it's been fun, and uh, peace. Peace.